All right, I think we're live for real now. Sweet. <laughs> Ta-da! Yeah, it's been a couple weeks since we had a guestless uh, show. It has been. And uh, we we did try to have a guest for this show, but that person is still traveling. That's true. They yeah. had a very busy day. They did have a really busy day. It's a pretty exciting day uh, for the Legends community in general, I think. It is, it is a very exciting community, but also a very sad sad day because sad. if if people are not aware cvh is going to be streaming a whole lot less that's true where, where are people going to get their drops i i don't know maybe spanish drop guy <laughs> solid age good to see you in the chat man how's it going well hello aj my favorite of all of the ajs i don't know how to say drop in spanish <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just drop. No way. No, no <laughs> way. Sultar. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I think it's like a branding thing, though, right? Like, <clears throat> like Band-Aid is the name of Band-Aids, but you don't say, like, the Spanish equivalent of Band plus Aid. You just say Band-Aid. That is true. That is true. So I think a Twitch drop is, like, a branded thing. That makes sense. <laughs> maybe we should maybe we should ask the Bethesda brand manager if that is the case. I think that's a that's a great question. <laughs> so so yeah, if you have not heard the news from earlier today, CVH is going to be streaming a lot less, which has the potential to leave a a big hole in the community. And yet, the community also got a brand new community manager. Yeah, I think we've never been better off as a community than we are today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is a guy who, through thick and thin, stuck with the game, streamed it when he wasn't making any money doing it, with with the goal of fostering his own community uh, around the game and of uh, providing entertainment for people. And now he's he's going legit. He's like a gangster who uh, hung up his hat to run a bit, you know, restaurant or something like that. <laughs> right. It's yeah. Pretty sweet. It, it is it is certainly encouraging um Absolutely. i i had to hop in like in between meetings at work just so that i yeah. could say hi and congratulations and i was doing it on my phone but i did already start right. trying to like jokingly poke the bear and i said yeah. you know so cvh you know where's our competitive scene and why is the game dying and uh, right. what was the third joke i made i forget but I, it was basically all the stuff you always hear the community doomsayers say and right. It, it was mostly just a nod to like like look if you're if you're having if you're having potential like downtrodden doomsayerish thoughts about the game if you right. think that Bethesda has abandoned it like I see some people you know try to spread that fud if you will um, this should be a very blatant glaring statement that they have not abandoned because they've now hired right. somebody exclusively dedicated to the game and they exactly. didn't they didn't hire somebody who had no experience they went and found you right. know a pillar of the community to help foster it and this is certainly somebody who is not just a pillar but has expressed very um you know explicit views on what he would like to see for the game going forward like exactly. you know exactly what you're getting out of this and so uh i don't think that that's a partnership that either side would have been comfortable making unless they were going to be working on those things and addressing these things like i would be right really excited about this move yeah um, i think it's really hard to doomsayer anything at this point 
I totally agree. Um, I, you know, it, it just, again, I think about Elder Scrolls Online and the slow burn, you know, that that game has achieved to, to, to get to where it's at now. And Legends seems to be taking a similar tact. And the expansion of the staff that's working on the game is, I mean, like, what more proof do you need, really? You know, CBH moved out there. You know, this is a commitment both to him and to the community in general. Like, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's... It's really exciting for a number of reasons. So, right. Plus, you know, we talk to CVH all the time, and maybe we can get more information out of him than we ever get out of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Fucking Matt and AJ. <laughs> uh, if if you guys if you guys want a quick sneak peek here, um, because yeah. CVH is a good friend. After right. he went and he appeared on the Bethesda stream today, he sent us over a little sneak yeah. peek, and I'm just yeah. gonna go ahead and share it. So Are, we don't want to get him fired. You sure you want to do this, man? Well, I'm just not gonna. I'm not going to talk, so I didn't verbally uh, commit. I'm just going to put okay. it on screen. Let's see those six spoilers he let's, gave us. Let's, let's see these. It's pretty impressive stuff, really. Yeah. I really like the third bullet point there. I agree. These, I mean, this roadmap for the, for the future of the community, like the, those details are where it's at. I love it. Yeah. I, I cannot speak higher. <laughs> this is my favorite of our yeah. oncoming memes <laughs> yeah one of these days though it's going to be technical difficulties sponsored by tide pods like Absolutely. i'll put that up um, it's it's been a it's been i don't know a few weeks since i recorded a costume video i'm gonna to have to find a way to incorporate tide pods into my channel right although you, you, i don't know if you saw but my my channel recently I got a bunch of sponsors. I did see that. That was a really fantastic uh, video. I highly Thank recommend you. people check it out if they have not. I mean, it offended me on a deep and personal level because I was like 80% of those things. But um, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think soon for a video, maybe maybe when Orc comes back from the yeah. dead again, right. maybe yeah, he's uh, on he's Tide Pods or something. He's a changed man. You know, he got his life together. He wears a suit now. He got a job. Uh, maybe his uh, profound addiction to Tide Pods leads him back into the streets. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Sounds like the sort of thing I could do. <laughs> so, so for but like like a real assessment, like a real analysis for a moment, right? Like, yeah. CVH. One of the things that he's obviously talked about, and Pete has talked about, and AJ has talked about, is like competitive scene and how they want right. to foster it and do it correctly. And how right. that's all the little things that need to get done. Um, I've never honestly like felt personally down about that, but I know that there's a big concern for people. But again, like absolutely, it, the hiring of CVH says like, hey, this is somebody who cared about that. He was an advocate for it, so you should probably be able to expect that. But what I think is going to be potentially like the nifty thing to look forward to that might not immediately like click or trigger with people is that yeah. they didn't just get somebody who knows the game they got somebody who's been making quality content for a long time and right. so you know the elder scrolls legends for example like as an official thing with the exception of um you know some of their expansion trailers they haven't done anything um like official on youtube for the game right they don't have you know one of the feedbacks that we get is that uh you know direwolf for example 
you know, doesn't do the developer videos, at least right now that say like some of the other games yeah. do and things like that. But when you add somebody like CVH to your staff and has that kind of experience, I honestly right. look really forward to the kind of um, like official Bethesda community like driven quality content stuff. Um, right. I think I think that's something to also be really excited for. I agree completely. And we just got some, some information here that Solid, Solid Age provided. It says, I can tell you I have a six-page competitive bid from a top-tier company that we're reviewing next week. That is legit as fuck. That's awesome. And then, and then he used the, uh, the Papa Bless emote. Uh, and I want to call that out because if you're in chat and you have bad eyes that are straining, that might look like Papa John's. But he, yeah. is, I assure you, does not mean Papa John's. Or, Isn't that Papa or, John's guy kind of a racist? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's like stepping down from being CEO or something last time I heard, but... Um, right on. Right on. And and more confirmation here, CVH is going to continue all the content he makes is just be under the Bethesda banner. That is fantastic. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of what I was trying to, right. you know, get at, right? Is that I still think you're going to see some of that awesome CVH content. So, like, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say, like, oh, you know, the community lost something. You're still going to get it. It's just going to be, you know, under the official Bethesda banner. And then, uh, let's, like, let's be honest, I'll probably have access to more resources. So it might even be, you know, cooler quality content. Um, you know, That's C pretty... CVH and I... Oh, sorry. What just happened? Oh, I just, I was cutting you off. I was going to say CVH and I, and uh, you as well, I know we've all had that conversation about how, like, none of us have an, uh, any sort of, like, professional editor or anything, right? So. Right, right. Um, yeah, we got Bucky and Sandra and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, like, extra host. I, I need to, I need to uh, start training Stark to edit my videos. There you go. What but better I, reason to have children than for employment? Right, but I—I I mean, that was how the agriculture industry was built in my state. But that's my plan to field a baseball team. Nice. <laughs> I get married in three months, man. We got to start thinking about these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, CBH going—he he went legit. That's just how I keep thinking about it. It's pretty fantastic. And uh, and see, I, I didn't know that he was going to continue to do all that stuff. So, so that is even better for the community because I was worried that there was going to be a big hole here. Um, but the fact that it's coming straight from Bethesda now is super exciting. There, there was going to be a big hold, but CVH is going to fill it. You know, it's kind of cool. Like one of the things I like to do is like think about like where everybody who you know makes content in the community comes from, like what their background is as far as like what they do for a living. And it's interesting to think like you are a teacher and a government employee doing data stuff. Um, I'm a mental health coordinator. CVH is a jazz musician. I don't know how many people know that. Uh, like, all walks of life are coming together playing this game, and it's just super fantastic. Like, I don't know. It feels like, I don't know, like uh, like the Lions Club is, you know, used to be for, like, our grandparents' generation in town, where people get together with uh, a similar interest, a shared interest, and then, but from all walks of life. I love it a lot. Basically... We're like the Test Legends Freemasons. Can I get some Illuminati in the chat? Is there an Illuminati icon? There, there is actually an Illuminati emote. Yeah. Oh, nice! I found uh, it. Yeah. Hey, Dragon Tamer Blade, welcome. Hey. 
No, Solid Ages, we're not talking like it's a funeral. I'm just low energy today. <laughs> like, I've had some coffee, but it's just been a long day. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not uh, trying to be down. It, Justin and I, before we went live, we're both talking about we've we've kind of had a hell of a week. Lots yeah. of ups, lots of downs. Uh, I think I think we're just like emotionally drained. Like yeah. work was very stressful, but to yes. counterbalance that, uh, my family won free Disney on ice tickets, which is why I missed streaming last night because I took my right. boys. So like. Work was stressful, but I, we got to do that. But I also, like, on top of work being stressful, we had major snowstorms, and three out of the five days of uh, this week, I got stuck multiple times on the way to work. And then today, all the snow melted, but there was a severe accident uh, involving two cars hitting head-on on the highway. So I was still 20 minutes late to work. Um, and then I also got this really, really awesome uh, email about a cool opportunity in the near future. That was part of the highs of the week. That was um, a pretty amazing high. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just been all up and down. And I, I just think that we're, we're a little drained, but it's not because we're not excited yeah. and we don't, you know, love you guys. Yeah. There is definitely a lot of excitement in my life right now. And Ozymandias, um, yeah, I don't have classes for a few weeks. So I'm take I take weekend classes like 24 hours a weekend, uh, for like half of each semester because I have to work full time. So, yeah. I don't have another class for a little while. In fact, I had to reschedule one of my classes actually because of some plans I made for uh, for later in the month or later in the spring. Some pretty exciting yeah. plans. <laughs> some. Some. Uh... Also, <laughs> also, can we get Chad to agree that Charmer is basically Ziggy from the Ziggy comic <laughs> strip? I feel like I've been slacking on mentioning how much this like rings true for me but i've always like other than calvin and Hobbes, which is just like amazing and, and the far side which I, I have a personal like connection to like i i think that um i think ziggy is the funniest comic strip in history and uh <laughs> it is charmer charmer is ziggy i'm i'm i can see where you're coming from right like i'm on board yeah. with the ziggy comparison but growing yeah. up yeah. My my family always referred to me as Eeyore, which oh, is yeah. also pretty close. Because hey, I have a it. very like dry delivery, and I'm usually yeah. always talking about how things are horrible, but then I'm just like, <laughs> oh, well. Like, my family for a long time would call me Eeyore. Like, I, awesome. I would say something at, like, a uh, family get-together or something, and, like, like, I'd get a cousin who'd go, oh, well, I'll find it later. Like, because I lost my tail or something, right? Like, I would always... Yeah, yeah. That's uh. good times, dude. I'm, I'm trying to find the list of things you said we should talk about this episode. <laughs> uh, so, the... I, we, I mean, we kind of covered it. CVH is our new community manager, and that's, uh, that's super exciting. The other things that I wanted to discuss were... Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on the Journey Conscription combo. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, Tide Pods, like I legitimately okay. put it on the list. But I wanted to talk so, to you about Journey and Conscription because I've been seeing a lot of posts about it, hearing a lot of yes. talk about it, and I wanted to see how you felt about it because I think there's a lot of good and bad with it, and I think that people yeah. are missing the good uh, okay. there. So, you know, you, you called it when we were talking at some point the new unstoppable rage, right? Which yeah. is interesting. Because Unstoppable Rage, like, created, like, 
one arguably two new arch deck archetypes, right? Like uh, in Rage Archer and Rage Warrior, and, and I mean, people fooled around with Rage uh, Rage Crusader from time to time. I mean, I've I played Rage Crusader and had a blast, but it, it created a couple new decks, right? That like fundamentally did not exist beforehand, right? My concern with uh, Journey plus Conscription. Although I kind of had a similar concern against with Journey in, uh, in the first place, but now it's amplified, is that uh, this isn't a, this doesn't create new decks necessarily. What it does is it. Uh, I, I don't even really know how to articulate this. It's sort of like Black Lotus, right? Like why? I mean, there are decks that aren't gonna run Journey plus Talisa's Conscription, but like almost every deck will benefit from it. Almost, not everyone. Yeah. And just like every deck benefits from Black Lotus. And I I'm not super I'm not a super big fan of uh auto include type cards. Um now don't get me wrong, like I've beaten with support mage, I've beaten journey conscription decks. Um but I mean like that deck is intentionally running a bunch of uh memory wraiths and a bunch of you know, now I'm running Wabajack, I'm running um all, all sorts of stuff to try to disrupt that and I'm doing it intentionally because I don't want to actually run journey conscription myself just because I'm super contrarian like that um I don't know like I'm just not super amped about it I will say like so Ian Bits last week recommended that I play warrior sevens mill warrior and I have had an absolute blast playing that deck and it doesn't run conscription but it does like it it it's it exists to abuse journey right yeah journey and shrine to shrine of Namira. Um, I don't know. They're just incredibly powerful cards. I don't think they're too powerful. What I think is it makes me look forward to when we start rotating sets. <laughs> sure. So here, let me try to sell you on literally everything you just said, but the positives of those, right? Sure. So one, um, yes, they're neutral, right? And I can understand mm -hmm. that that is like further making it auto-includes in many different archetypes. But it's not the first time we've had it, right? If you played any sort of control deck during, like, core set, right? So closed beta, right. open beta, etc. Like, you ran yeah. out of Aang, right? Yes. Um, yes. Since Heroes of Skyrim, up until very, very recently, regardless right. of whether you were running Scout or something else, like, you probably threw in Parthenax just because of the strength of the card, right? Sure. Even, even if you're not in Endurance, it gave you the opportunity to potentially high roll Soul Tear and run the loop. Um, right. So this isn't necessarily something new. Um, it's certainly more powerful than those, but it should be because it's two cards and one of them requires you to spend seven to basically do nothing, right? So That's true. So there is that. But here's why I actually like that they're neutral. Okay. Um, when you consider whatever the like most powerful control decks have been historically if you will um they've basically kind of been the apex predator for other control decks and then made other control decks not viable so control mage during corset at the height of it like you yeah. basically couldn't play it another control deck because control mage would just stomp you like it yeah. was the apex of greed and then we had uh, Hisgrove come out, and then Scout became right. the Apex Predator for a bit. And then yeah. we had, after Fall of the Dark Brotherhood, there was a period where it was Monk. But whatever the case may be, there always ended up being just, like, one control deck. We, we experienced this for a long period after Heroes of Skyrim with, again, Ramp Scout. 
Yeah. Um, so the reason for that is because those cards are typically, and those decks are typically filled with uh, attribute cards that are like class specific or at least color specific that kind of forces you into it. So yeah. during Corset, Manticore and Marak were just too much. Um, sure. You know, with Scout, it's it's Soul Tear. It's, it's too much, right? So right. by going this path with neutral cards, um, yeah. it at least, this is something like, yes, it's going to go in every control deck. But to me, I feel good because now I feel like I can play a control deck of any class. I don't feel like I, if I want to play control, I have to play this control deck. I honestly feel like I can play any... And then I can choose, right? So even though these two cards feel really heavy, I can then choose how I want to attack the problem based on the class. So like Mage, for example, like you're saying, um, now you're not running the combo, but you can run things like Memory Wraith when cast into time to combat it, right? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. And the deck, frankly, would be better with the combo. Oh, yeah, I mean, sure, it would be better with the combo. But what I'm saying is, is Mage (laughs) has this opportunity for you to try to combat it by making your opponent not be able to use it. Whereas you can go to the other end of the spectrum and you could play something like... Uh, Archer or uh, uh, Assassin like Assassin might be the best example so like I've been playing Ultra Assassin with the combo and it's still a control deck I'm very much a control shell but my goal is to rifle through my deck at twice the speed of my other opponents to play the combo first right? right so like I'm choosing the consistency route instead of the defensive route and then there are other decks that can do things differently like you could throw it in Rage Archer and yeah. rage is really more of a I'm gonna gain a million life and then just survive till I draw it, as opposed to you know so like it gives you each of the control decks can still have like their own independent identity but by giving them this like neutral win condition and I get it it's the same neutral win condition throughout and it can feel like kind of unfun sometimes but I like that I can now have my choice of control decks and attack things differently where for yeah. much of the game's history before. I just had to play a control deck and there was like just the one or you got stomped. So like to me I That's see fair. that that like positive side to it personally. I can see that. I I, I can see what you're saying, definitely. Um, I am concerned uh, about a swing towards decks that routinely beat these decks, right? Like we saw the backlash to the popularity <laughs> of Scout, yeah. right? And I feel like the same sorts of decks are pop- are going to be good against these decks. Yeah, but here's the thing. It turns out those decks were already good. Because, yeah, like, I know, I know, but people weren't playing them as much, and I don't <laughs> like playing against fucking aggro decks, dude. Oh, I don't think the a- answer is aggro, Justin. I think that the aggro is... Well, uh, I think we're going to see the return of the blue midrange. That, yeah, that, I mean, that's where I was going with that. Like, I was thinking of Sorcerer, and uh, I was thinking of... Uh, frankly, Ultra Assassin's a pretty great choice right now for a lot of reasons. But uh, maybe a, a last gasp assassin. Yeah, I I mean I think so. There was a time for a couple of months where like blue mid range was king. So when I say blue mid range, I mean you could play sorcerer, you could play assassin, or you could play mage. Right. All of them were very good, but you played those in mid range. I still think that that's incredibly good right now, um, yeah. because they they give you a chance to basically win any game. But if it becomes you know too control heavy, you can. Uh, kind of outvalue them in the you basically you can create a board state where they can't afford to play journey right like you you make mm-hmm. it so that they can't afford to spend seven to do nothing and you can also run memory wraith if it really becomes a problem so like i think that the blue mid-range decks really have the upper hand 
in that yeah. matchup. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, you definitely give me a lot to think about. Because I have to admit, I didn't have super strong feelings about it either way. Um, but I'm, if anything, you've increased my ambivalence, which is probably for the best, right? Like, yeah. anything that like I'm super offended by or super for, like, is probably unhealthy for you know for the game. Yeah, and that's I look. I don't expect you to say like it's good for the game or it's the greatest thing ever. But as long as I yeah. can make you just hate it a little bit less, then I feel like I've done my job. Just like Unstoppable Rage. Back to that comparison. That's true. Although I've I've done a complete 180 on Unstoppable Rage. Like I actually think Unstoppable Rage is good for the game now. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a slow burn, but I got you there. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this is this actually speaks a lot. I'll to die me. on that hill. I believe it. <laughs> that's dude. It's got that's because it's got it's 46 breakthrough damage coming your way. Um. Yeah. So let's check out some chat comments. Um. Dragon Tamer Blade says, I do think an important point as far as the combo goes, we've seen nerfs before for cards that were arguably perfectly fine, but were either unfun to play against or too much of an auto-include, beside things like Javelin and Bolt. You can see Journey Conscription hitting the same boat in the future. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to get nerfed. I think that... I think that this is just the environment we're going to live in until they rotate out. I mean, if they get nerfed, it'll be a subtle, like, Conscription will go to 12 or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, would make complete sense to me, actually. Like, that's the kind of nerf I could see, but I, I don't think they're going to make the core of the cards go away because the core is what creates the interesting interaction. Um, yeah. I mean, Journey to Sovngarde came out in the Skyrim set, right? Yes. So let's let's imagine, like, let's say that set rotation becomes a thing, um, which I, I, I assume eventually will happen. Um how long do you think it'll be before Skyrim rotates out? In all honesty, uh, we're probably looking at like a year and a half. I don't, th I don't think Skyrim would rotate out until we've seen at least two other pack-based expansions. I'll right. put it that way. I think that's the magic number. I don't think that uh, there are enough like cards. I mean, unless they produce a lot of other story and mini stuff along the way. But I think right. that right now, uh, the sweet spot is, is that like once you get to the third pack expansion and i'm not even saying they're going to do it then i'm just saying i think that's when you would start considering like okay we've we've hit a critical mass for the pool let's start you know rotating some stuff out that's fair that is fair so what's a control deck you don't run journey in because it's not good enough can you imagine one um well it's, it's, it's interesting because like I barely ran Journey in any of my control decks before unless they had a lot of cycle uh, yeah. until Conscription, right? Like, my right. my, it's so interesting. My thoughts on Journey in a vacuum are so wildly different than in a world where Conscription exists. So, yeah. to me, it, I know that a lot of people will say, like, Journey is the problem, but to me, it's it's honestly, it's the both. Like, I don't, I don't think that either one is a problem unless the existence of the other one is there. Right. Um, but if you're asking like, like, in all honesty, I don't think that you would run it in support mage other than as a hail Mary. Like, I don't, I'm not going to fault I mean, I, support I, mages that run it, but I don't think that it does a whole lot for you yeah, because you don't I, have a I lot never, of summon effects and you don't, I never did. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like the only time I wanted journey and support mage was in the mirror and then I could get it off of, uh, college. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's just because I wanted to, I didn't want to get decked. <laughs> yeah. So like maybe there um maybe some versions of ramp decks, right? Like the yeah. ramp style. Like I know they've fallen out of favor lately, right? But if I if I were to imagine a world where either ramp scout or ramp warrior started to make a comeback, I could I could see an argument made for not running it in there because you yeah. ramp up to play your big threats and if those haven't already won you the game, then like trying to do that to get even more big things like your big things didn't work the first time why are they going to work a second time i don't know like again like the card the cards are so like good right now that it's hard to imagine not including them but it, like these are the yeah. kinds of decks where i would i would buy the argument uh for do potentially you, do you see anything in the meta right now that should be nerfed a little bit maybe an archetype not necessarily a specific card um, honestly, I, I haven't really seen anything that, like, super jumps out at me. Um, I haven't yeah. played as much this season because of, like, the bugs and, yeah. uh, soul-crippling depression, but in the right. time that I have played, yeah. uh, I haven't really felt like anything was, like, unhealthy. I certainly haven't felt like anything was overrepresented. I've seen a very healthy mix of, yeah. you know, I've seen warrior midrange, I've seen sorcerer midrange, I've seen singleton decks... Uh, I saw, I lost a game the other night to Spellsword Control, and I don't know if the person did it on purpose, or if it just was a coincidence, but it was such a fantastic, like, it, it's the kind of, like, game where I lost, but I respect how I lost. Like, 15 cards deep into the game, I'd only seen one copy of each card. I was dead set, and I was really? playing against Singleton Spellsword, because I'd only seen one copy of each card, right? And then yeah. right at critical moments where I start making plays because I'm like, okay, he's used his edict, he's used his cast into time. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm basing things because of the information given. So like I, I make some moves right. and then I get hit with two more edicts of Azura. And I was like, <laughs> what? What just happened? Right? Like I respect, but so like I saw Spellsword Control, like that's the, the long version of me saying I saw Spellsword Control. I've seen a bunch of different things when I have been playing on the ladder. Um, nothing yeah, feels... Yeah. Uh, the only time I felt like bad was when the bugs were present. Um, right. I was routinely running into Bone Colossus, and I know that's not everyone's experience, but like I was routinely running into yeah. it, and I was not happy. That's um, fair. That, that was my experience too. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I would agree. I don't see anything that needs to get nerfed. I have my eye on um, Numerous Shrine <laughs> as a card that in like just seems grossly powerful compared to a lot of other things yeah Namir Shrine is really good yeah I remember when the stuff was spoiled I remember saying to you that the thing before we'd even seen what the cards did the thing yeah. that I was most interested in was seeing what's that non-unique support in neutral because right. we hadn't seen like really a card like that in a while right and also <laughs> yeah I mean, like, I I have to say, like, of all the cards that I've seen, like, I mean, I know that Conscription's having a huge impact on the meta right now, but I think Nimira Shrine is the card that um, will have the biggest impact on the future of the game. So, uh, Voice of Balance has turned out to be not as powerful as I thought it was going to be. I still think it's really strong, but um, it's another card that, you know, its power level will increase as ways to trigger it become more available. I actually think voice of balance is as powerful as we thought 
And just so? that I just think that people are timid to play the cards because they think that they're watering down the deck too much. I've heard several people say things like, yeah. like I was playing a Battle Mage deck the other day that was based yeah. on Aini's list, but I made some changes. And, yeah. you know, I had some people in chat saying like, well, why would you include Skyforge? It just kind of like feels so bad, right? And normally yeah. Skyforge is like not the greatest card, right? Right. But in a world where Voice of Balance exists, Skyforge is oh, one yeah. of the few supports that easily lets you trigger it on curve. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I do think that warping your deck to support Voice of Balance is a is a totally reasonable, if not good, idea. Yeah. Um, I just I haven't seen nearly as much as it as I guess I thought I was going to. Yeah, and I, I think it's just because people are timid. That's fair. Doppelganger is still eluding me as far as ways to just break the game. Yeah, I think that that's going to be... I think that that might be, like, the journey uh, of this set. That's, yeah. like, okay-ish now, but will be really, really good later. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I think Voice of Balance is just, like, that good. Uh, somebody yeah, in chat, I believe it was Ozymandios, uh was asking about Shrine. I think he said, like, uh, Shrine's only basically in one deck right mm -hmm. now and i want to clarify that's not the case there are actually two or three um mm -hmm. i know that uh, there's a version of uh like market archer and market assassin that run it as well i know that there, it's in the uh yeah. warrior uh the doom craig warrior deck which i actually might try testing tonight i haven't played it yet i've seen a lot of other people play it but i really i think i want to give it a run um, it's hilariously fun i have to say yeah and then it's also played in like similar to uh, the market like action assassin, but instead the like thieves guild fence OTK deck also plays the right. mirror shrine. So it's actually right. played in a couple. It's just a, I mean it's a really interesting card. What about market minge? I'm not familiar with market minge. <laughs> I don't recommend buying your minge on the market. I'll say that. That's fair. That is fair. I think that's what... Uh... Oh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made it this far without a presidential joke. Let's not... Oh, God. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about it. I spent all day reading about those 13 indictments, and now I had managed to forget about it, and here we are again. You forgot about uh, sales through Stormy Daniels? And I guess there's now some playmate alleging it as well. Yeah. There's yeah. the... Hold on. Yeah, I don't know how to turn that into a legend's name, but yeah, Karen McDougal. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, can we stop for a minute and <laughs> recognize the fact that 13 people, Russian nationals, were indicted today for interfering in our, in our election? <laughs> yeah. God damn, dude. They're the fucking Thalmors. <laughs> They've tied it all together. They're they're uh, Mornhold traitors. Yeah. Well, no, the Morn. Well, yep. Because <laughs> I'm on your side, or whatever yeah. that, they, that he says. Absolutely. America. Oh. <laughs> America. Yeah. It's good times. So, um. <clears throat> Yeah, you know, I I have to say, like, just with the Madhouse collection, uh, where people were complaining about um, what the cards were, you know, the, the impact they thought the cards would have on the meta, I think we're seeing now that 
Direwolf and Bethesda knew exactly what they were doing when they released the 12 cards in the Forgotten Hero collection. Like, yeah. these cards are all seeing play. Uh, I, I mean, the one seeing the least play is Doppelganger, but I've, I've seen Sly Marshblade, you know what I'm saying? Like, and if Sly yeah, Marshblade... Yeah, Right. If I mean, like, I think if Sly Marshblade can find a place, I think all these cards can find a place. And Doppelganger is just somebody with too much free time against the AI, oh, you know, away from being part of a broken combo. Doppelganger is just somebody that I used to know. Because he was a Doppelganger, and then he became somebody else when he entered play. Man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? We can't make one-hit wonder jokes? No, we totally can't. <laughs> you know that I don't know why this reminds me of that, but I, I have a jury duty summons for. Uh, I have to call the night of the twenty seventh to see if I have to show up the day of the twenty eighth. I'm pretty excited about it, actually. I, I would really love to serve on a jury. Yeah, you can't though. No, I mean I probably can't, but I do just want to say that like the odds of me convicting someone are virtually non-existent. <laughs> Like, you're going to have to have done some pretty hellacious shit for me to want to send you to prison. Yeah. You, you want to know what's really funny? Yeah. Um, so, like, for those of you who don't know, a long, long time ago, the very first time I went to college, I went to a local community college. And I got a two-year degree in uh, criminal justice with a specialization in law enforcement. And then I worked for a while for my local police department. Um doing like dispatch lean taking 911 calls doing a bunch of stuff um and so like somebody with a criminal justice background and a strong desire to do that and you know again i'm sadly altruistic even though i'm also a nihilist so somehow i want to help the community even though it doesn't matter um even with even with all of that right uh, -huh. uh it would take an awful lot for me to convict anybody as well Right, you would yeah. think that somebody like me would be like rah rah, lock them up, but yeah. um, I am a very very strong believer in the the term beyond a reasonable doubt, and you've yeah. got to really prove to me beyond a reasonable doubt because I can find the doubt in just about anything. Yeah, well, no, I mean I, I hear you, and there is definitely that aspect of it too. I feel like I would think pretty critically about it, but even if I knew someone was guilty, if I didn't think the crime deserved people to go to prison, I just would vote to acquit. I know what it's called, Nicole. Nicole says that's called depression. I'm fully aware of uh, of my hang-ups. Thank you very much. But it's also called nihilism. Yeah. Good times. You gonna go see Black Panther this weekend? Uh, I'm trying to. My brother-in-law, we asked two weeks ago to babysit, and he said yes. Yeah. And is now trying to back out at the last minute because his buddies called and want to do something fun. Right. And so he's trying to get out of watching his nephews and go do something fun. Probably going to go see Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, it's probably... So, like, and, and like we're, we're trying to be cognizant of that. So we're like, okay, well, what about, like, legitimately noon on Sunday? You know, like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. the most likely like time for you that still allows you to sleep in but you won't be out right. like having fun and you know what i mean like we're trying to like to be accommodating even though yeah. we already locked this down two weeks ago and right. uh no no he's still yeah. trying to get out of it so that's funny tyler if you watch the the podcast if you're listening uh or if you're hearing this in the future uh don't be a dick don't be a dick tyler it's good advice in general 
I was uh, talking to a client a couple of days ago, and I quoted Bill and Ted's "Be excellent to each other." <laughs> I was like, I, I I knew there's no chance that they knew who Bill and Ted were, or knew anything about their excellent adventure or bogus journey, but I I just felt like I had to do it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw me on uh, Twitter, but somebody sent me uh, an IM at work the other day, and they created some. Uh, so a backup of a table to give me access to because I needed to do some uh, uh, comparisons and they named yep. it uh, Pink Awesome Hist and the Hist was short for history. So they're oh, like, nice. I made, I, they're like, I made you a table, uh, Pink Awesome Hist, you have full access. And I just, all I wrote back was, may the Hist aid me. And they like, they laughed, but I know that yeah. they had no idea what I was talking about. Dude, I missed it, but I saw, I see it now. That, that is pretty, yeah. pretty legit. Yeah, it just makes me happy. Stuff it's like that. Time. No, totally. Oh, man. I want to talk about... So, you know... <laughs> we, we joke around a lot on this show about knowing secret stuff. But, like, we do actually know something secret that I really want to share. And I know we can't. It really bums me out. Yeah. Especially, uh... You know... In the... Current state. Well, hold on. Let me look. Is Solid Age still in chat? Shh. Nobody tell Solid Age. No, just yeah. kidding. We can't. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Maybe soon. I mean, like, I honestly think that, like, like I said at the beginning of the show, this is the best day that the Legends community has ever had. Like, CBH getting hired full time at Bethesda, for, you know, getting moved out there is a huge step forward. And there is some really cool shit coming out, and, you know not like content wise but like well i mean that too but like fuck there's just some really cool shit happening like yeah. this they were really supporting this game it's so exciting to be a part of this right now yeah we said it at the start of the broadcast if you were kind of down about the state of the game there is no reason to be right like at this point um, right just hiring cvh is is already a statement and yeah. they keep teasing lots of really cool things that are going to be coming our way. The right. big thing is, is now that CVH is there, somebody in chat said that there, that means we have to get some actual like test legends gear, right? Yeah. Floating our way. Now that CVH is there, maybe we can get right. more than just t-shirts for our tournaments, which I know is like oh, yeah. the running joke for a long time. The Pete Hines t-shirt. Right. Maybe we can get yeah. like some stuffed animal plushies. Good times. Or... Good times. Or... Tide Pods? Themed Tide Pods? Yes. I like it. Oh my god, somebody typed Malibu Barbus. Oh man. Easily the best per fucking person who ever comments in our chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh yeah. That's what's up. I mean, there are a lot of like cool... Uh, marketing opportunities for legends i would love to, I, I would get a little um <clears throat> little uh, argonian um tree minder you know it's plushy or something like that yeah so here's the thing i know that when he was on the bethesda stream today um cvh if you're not familiar cvh has polka as like his uh official mascot polka is like this little polka dotted seal i believe uh okay. If I remember right, it's a seal, uh, and yeah. it's cute and adorable. And there are a lot of people are saying like, we want to see like polka cards and polka things and whatever. 
Um, but that was like CVH's like brand thing. And so while I think that would be cool, I don't think that that's like uniquely Bethesda. So what I want is a compromise, right? I want them in the spirit of Poka the Seal uh, to just put out more horkers. I want a Raging Horker t-shirt. I want a Raging Horker plushie. I want them to understand that Raging Horker gives me a Raging Horker. You know what I mean? And I want more Horker cards. That's what I want. That was an appropriate amount of setup for that joke. I appreciate that. (laughs) It's not even a joke. Like, that's a legitimate want, Justin. It just also happens to be funny. Give me more Horkers. It's just also a dick joke. I get it. It's cool. (laughs) Ray Ray Barker just subscribed... I know I was, I was just uh, typing hype for Ray Ray because I didn't want to cut you off verbally. No, I'm sorry, man. I'm just giving you shit. I know my attitude seems kind of shit tonight. I'm just exhausted. No, I mean, it's just because you're kind of a horrible human being, but... Absolutely. I, I, I'm, I'm just one of the worst, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't practice your mindful meditation before stream like normal. Instead, you took a nap. <laughs> that is so true. I, I spent this afternoon uh, napping. Yeah. I got out of work early and I went home and I told Charmer, I'll talk to you later. I'm going to sleep for a while. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's a good times, man. Yeah, so I want to kind of address. So, somebody, uh, Chef. Kush in chat says, what's everyone's go-to frustration game when they tilt at cards? Heroes of the Storm. Yeah. Mine lately has been Fortnite. Like, I, yeah. I'll play Legends, but then I decompress with Fortnite, which is weird. You'd think that game would make me more anxious, but I'm, like, yeah. kind of, like, calm when I play Fortnite. It's weird. Yeah. I play Solo Arena, too, if I don't want to stop playing Legends, but I want to, like, win with the ridiculous card I feel like playing. I'll play some solo arena. Speaking of arena, this is Chaos Arena Weekend, which is my favorite kind of, like, honestly, my favorite alternate game mode. I'm looking forward to doing some of that tomorrow night. Now people are talking about plushies they want, and Nicole says a young mammoth plushie. That would be pretty cool. And then you could do the special edition, like, big mammoth as well or something. Yeah. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like an opportunity was missed with the uh, Bleak Coast Troll or whatever it's called. Um, not to name it like middle-aged mammoth, <laughs> adult mammoth. Uh, yeah. Or just mammoth. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be Ma- decent. I, I I want it now officially. Like I want it needs to be like ten or twelve cost and just absurd. But I just want a yeah. mammoth mammoth. Yeah. You know how uh, this is sort of related. I was thinking about this. So yellow has a whole lot of like playable four drops more more than it can play in any yeah. single deck, right? And kind of five drops as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because I feel like in any other color. Um, Loyal House Carl would be a staple. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. If Loyal House Carl was an endurance card, I would run it all the time. Yeah, I totally agree. Loyal House Carl is an exceptionally strong card um, that sees absolutely no play. Yeah, it's like, just the only time I ever saw it on the ladder was when Praetorian Commander Mage was all over the place. Yeah, I was gonna say you you run it in like that like prophecy heavy control mage or whatever, but otherwise right. like. 
how do you how do you justify that when javelin exists and now cast into time and you've got like knight of the hour for control decks which like right. is just better at being a speed bump and yeah like yeah loyal Iron. house Carl weathers <laughs> ray ray Barker says loyal house carl weathers good times yeah i agree um but you know what i was thinking so i think that you know, one of the things that I like to think about, and one of the things we've talked about on the show, is like where when when new sets come out, one of the, my our favorite things to do is see what parts of the color pie like are being assigned new abilities, right? Like when something new is introduced in the game, where what colors are getting it, so we can get a better idea of like what each color and attribute can do. And uh, you know, the, our first banished card was in uh, blue on Memory Wraith, and it was banishing great, uh, discard piles. And our first banish-based removal is cast in the time. But we kind of had one in um, the Black Dragon in Willpower before, right? Which is part of the reason I think that, you know, I think we talked about when we revealed Memory Wraith that banish-based removal spells, I, I was advocating for them being mage card, like a dual attribute card. Like, uh, I think I spoke about a cast in a time that was just a mage card. And um, I'd like to see, like, a four drop. And I know this is going to step all over uh, the, the, that attribute's colors, but I'd like to see a four drop, four, four, and willpower that uh, banishes creatures when it slays them. Yeah, I actually was about to suggest the same thing, but I was going to suggest that actually be endurance. And here's you think so? Yeah, and here's why. I don't think that banish as a mechanic itself is going to be color pie specific. I know it is right now because we have limited cards, right. but the thing that kind of tips it to me uh, for my way, way of thinking is that they introduced Spanish cards, but they attached them to mechanics that were uh, already inherent in those uh, attributes. So like that's true. Intelligence already interacted with the graveyard in numerous ways, right? Like you have last gasp stuff, and like they just yeah. got excavate, and they there's... Got, they got, yeah, I got excavate in the same set as memory wraith, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, there was another thing that was interacting with the grave, uh, and I'm drawing a blank now. But like, so intelligence was already like doing those like graveyard interactions, right? Well, it's got it's got iron. It's got iron. Yeah. Well, the iron is in mage, but I mean there was. Uh, a base blue thing that I forgot. Technically, um, I guess maybe elusive schemer in some ways or whatever. Uh, Stealer of Secrets. There you go. Sorry, that's yes. that's what I was trying to think of. Ian Bits hit me in the channel with it, right? So yeah. intelligence was already kind of doing some of that, and then when you go to the willpower side, yeah, we just got cast into time. But cast into mm -hmm. time is literally like piercing javelin plus black dragon, right? They just added right. banish to it. So I would like to see them do similar things and just keep things true to the other attributes. So I think that a slay creature that banishes uh, something, right, should mm -hmm. exist in endurance. I think that a uh, agility creature that, like, say, banishes on pilfer or something. Um, mm -hmm. And when I say banish, it could be, uh, you know, a card in the graveyard, a card in play, a card in hand, whatever the case may be, right? Like, I'm just saying, like, the banish mechanic interacts with this way, right? So, like, you give agility pilfer, um, and then... Uh, strength could be, uh, you know, maybe when you have the health lead, maybe when you crack mm -hmm. a rune, right? Like do the Nord thing, like I break a rune, so I banish something. Um, I think okay. that all of those, uh, you know, I, I think all those attributes have the room to get banish in some way, shape, or form, but still keep it, like, true to their identity. Hmm. I like it. 
Chef Chef Kush writes green creature that has pilfer destroy damage to enemy minion. I would love to see that. I would love to it see would, that. It card. would have to be like small stat wise because that's crazy powerful if you can keep it alive. Like a one two for two. Yeah, something like that. Even one yeah. two. It might even need to be like a one two for three. If I'm being honest, because like that is yeah. the ability to like recurring. Because you have to understand, Pilfer can trigger for multiple things, right? So, right. Oh, yeah, you, this would go straight into the same deck that runs... Like, Archer's Gambits and yeah, Crossbows. Exactly. You know what I mean? You, you have to remember some of that stuff, so... Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not keen on banishing actions from my opponent's hand. I have to admit, like, before um, Hollow Death Priest was a card, I was super against, like, the idea of something like that. Since Hollow Death Priest's release, I've actually turned around on this thought, and I feel like that card, at least in particular, is fine. If actually, I think it's good for the game in a way. But I'm not, I don't know, man. Anything that approaches discard, it just makes me uncomfortable. I especially don't like the, like, approaching discard on a summon effect. Like, you're giving somebody a body and neutralizing a card before that they've had a chance to, like, respond. Like, if they're going to yeah. do more hand stuff, I'd almost prefer that it was, like, an action, right? Like, yeah, it's just, like, a one-for-one, one, like, not tempo-oriented. I mean, that's just, like, my initial gut feeling. I'm not... Because the other thing yeah. about summon effects, and, like, you've seen some people try to abuse it. I know I was doing it for a bit, like, with the fun police thing. If it's a summon yeah. effect, then you have to immediately start talking about A Night to Remember, Dark Rebirth. Um, All for Uprising. Yeah, all sorts of shenanigans, and there's, like, almost no, like, I, it wasn't very good, but I can tell you that the times that I got it to work, my opponents were not having fun, um, where I was playing what I was calling Fun Police Sorcerer for a bit right after, uh, Clockwork City, and it was, like, Death Priest and Mechanar, so, like, there's nothing, there's not a worse feeling than, like, I just made all the creatures in your hand go away, and then I made it so the next three creatures you would have drawn are now gone. Because <laughs> I just keep mechanaring as well. Like, it's... Yeah. I, that kind of prevention and disruption I just don't think is is good on a large scale. Makes sense. How do you feel about, like, a, a blue creature? Well, okay, let me ask you this. What color and cost is a... Uh, there's a card in Hearthstone I saw somebody play not too long ago. Um, Gnome Veratu. It's 2-3. It uh, banishes basically the top card of your opponent's deck. Where do you put that card? Um, I, I put that card at Thieves Guild Shadowfoot. It doesn't feel yellow to me, you know. What I no, mean? no. But what I'm saying is, is that she, that already exists. It's Thieves Guild Shadowfell. Yeah, but uh, it's, I mean, it's a little different. It replaces it with the card draw effect, and I mean, it's a much more complicated, you know, card. I guess. Well, it, but in my opinion, it's like better than that other card. Like it replaces yeah, it with the card draw effect, but it's a card draw effect that might do two more damage. And if you have a Withered Hand Cultist, right. then they might have to pay for it. And yeah. Uh, it's not just banish the card, but it's outright stolen, so you can use right. it as an advantage. So, like, um, I mean, if you're just talking about, like, where in the color pie you put that card... Yeah, that, that's what I was asking, yeah, yeah. Um, because I'll be honest, Thieves Guild Shadowfoot has never felt particularly like a, a yellow card until I think about all the other yellow stuff that steals, and it always kind of feels like the weirdest part of their color pie. Uh, 
but you know, I don't think it's... I kind of like that it's in willpower because when I think about things like arresting somebody or stealing somebody, it's like I just... Right. I have more will than you, right? Like, I overwhelmed you with my my will, I guess. Um, yeah, I think that if you're going to just, like, banish the top card of a deck... Yeah. Um, maybe willpower, maybe strength, right? Because strength is some of that, like, rule setting slash breaking the rules. Yeah, I can see that. Um, maybe, uh, I, I don't think it feels right in agility. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think it, I don't think it really feels right in, uh, intelligence either. I know, I keep going back to, like, maybe endurance. Like, in my head, maybe it's not banish the card, but, like, I keep thinking, like, maybe you mummify the top card. I can see that. Malibu Barbas asks, do you ever think we'll see an action that banishes all creatures in the opponent's uh, discard pile? Uh, yes. I assume we'll eventually get that card. No, he says banishes all creatures uh, in the opponent's deck. Yeah, but then he corrected himself. Oh. Well, yeah, we already have it to discard pile. It's called memory, right? Right, but he wants an action, not a creature. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I'm being really snarky, and I apologize. I'm not trying to. No, be... I mean you're you're not being snarky. You're being worse than snarky. Here's the fun thing about Justin. Uh, sometimes he says things, and then I respond with snark, and then he apologizes. Like, uh, <laughs> like we were we were sending something messages back and forth, and he he said something to me, and I was like, that offended me. And he's like, oh man, I'm really sorry that offended you. And I'm like, no, nothing offends me. You can chill out. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. The fun and interactive show. Should we take some questions from the audience? I mean, sure. We kind of already have been. Yeah, it's true. We, we unofficially transitioned a little bit ago. Rock and roll. Do you know the band Snarky Puppy? No, I know the band Skinny Puppy. Because I did drugs in the 90s. Who's Snarky Puppy? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this already. I don't like the band Snarky Puppy. Puppies yeah. can't be snarky, man. They're a good boy. They are good boys. Sandra has explained to me recently the difference between puppers and doggos and uh, what else, Sandra? Puppers, doggos. That's it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin, do you have any initial thoughts on MTG Arena? I, my initial my response is that I agreed to an NDA. <laughs> and I think it's a pretty interesting NDA. I am not in the beta. I have not... <laughs> Uh, signed any NDAs and I can tell you that I know multiple people who are in the beta and they all seem to relatively enjoy it thus far yeah I mean it seems like if magic was to uh, simplify its uh, MTGO client dramatically and make it pretty to look at and add some cool music it seems like that would be a good time <laughs> Best worst card in the game? Trail Forager. <laughs> Especially in premium, it's OP. I mean, Studium Headmaster has the potential for doing some really insane shit, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Somerset Orrery is part of an OTK deck. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Sorry. 
Snarky Puppy is phenomenal if you like instrumental groovy music with a jazz influence. What I like is people who respect dogs, Pete. Alright? Yeah. That's fair. What's the worst card that could be made into a plushie? Hmm. Do you know what a Fifi is? <laughs> no, he, he said dog. What's the worst Wait. card? Sorry. You said Fifi and I thought dog. Uh, What's the, what's the worst... Wait, what? uh? <laughs> Dude, I need more coffee. Don't judge me. No, dude, me too. Uh, worst card that can be made into a plushie? Um, that zero cost zero one goblin that gets plus two plus one, plus two plus zero on your turn. I think that the worst card that could be made into a plushie would be an Iron Atronach. I feel like that would be amazing, and I would definitely have one. Yeah, but a plushie's supposed to be soft and cuddly, and it's just going to be hard and pointy. It is the Iron Throne of Chairs. You know, I recently changed the t my in-game title that I used. This is the only the third title I've ever used in this game, I think. I could be mistaken, but I, I think it's the only the third one. I used... Uh, so now, now I'm the Ironmonger, because I slew the Iron Whale twice in one game. And before that, I was the Animal Lover, just because I like animals. And uh, before that, I used... Oh, I used Director of Despair when I played um, Altered Despair decks. I feel like there's one other one. Yeah. I'm slowly grinding Centurion finally, and when I get that, I'll probably yeah. switch to that for a bit, but normally I just rock the creator. I have three out of 100 on that. <laughs> I, I, I do want to say, I think I'm up to like 24 or 25 now. I've been just playing casually on breaks at, at work. Um, yeah. But I will say, there's no better feeling than when you're playing against like. Uh, ramp scout that's trying to outgreed you and you're playing mono neutral and then you drop yeah. mundus stone and journey on one turn and then conscription on the following and watch the ramp scout player concede it does feel pretty good you i remember you excitedly sent me a message on twitter yeah. about doing that <laughs> yeah i was really excited it's also i also exciting i don't think i messaged you about this one but i had a yeah. prophecy battle mage player concede to me as well really yeah that's awesome. You know what? Actually, when I when I have played Dwemer decks, even if they're not mono neutral, when I've played Dwemer decks, I've consistently beat Prophecy Battle Mage. I don't know why, but yeah, it, it's I'm actually always... not playing any Dwemers other than the Mechanical Ally. Oh, really? Yeah. It's always felt like a good matchup to me for inexplicable reasons. I'm playing just like lots of prophecies, uh, like dank harvesters and things, and then yeah. fact totems and uh, altar. But in, in mono. Dank Harvester is a really strong card, man. I keep... I find myself more and more attracted to that card as time goes on. Um, somebody... Wayne McPain asks, Since Warrior 7's self-mill warrior deck came out, I was wondering if there are any other new deck archetypes out there that have yet to be discovered. Do you think there are any archetypes undiscovered in the current card pool? What cards do you think it would utilize? I mean, almost certainly there are. I would say. Uh, as far as what cards they, they would uh, utilize. I mean, you need to take a look at, like, really powerful effects that, like, seem awkward, right? And find ways to break them, you know? Uh, an example of a really powerful effect, uh, in my mind, is, like, Trial of Flame, right? I've never seen that card played. Uh, it's... What is it from? Clockwork City? Um, but if you can find a way to break its symmetry, it seems like it could be really strong, right? Um, there are a lot of cards like that that just need the right setup in order to be really good, you know? Like, a lot of the cards that are in, like, Staples and Rage Archer weren't playable because there was 
nobody had collectively put the pieces together and rage didn't exist yet to make all those pieces work together individually those are not all very you know super strong overpowered cards they just have a lot of synergy like that same thing with warrior sevens deck like that deck just is very very streamlined to do one fairly ridiculous thing yeah uh i i also think there are undiscovered decks uh i think the official answer is i don't know what cards would go in them that's why it's undiscovered it's like an uncharted map right you know or an uncharted island like the minute you have a map to an uncharted island it's now charted um (laughs) but the card that i routinely find myself coming back to there's a card that i uh even in corset like speaking to what justin's talking about very very powerful effect um dramora marcanaz yeah someday yeah we're gonna see that thing like do something really really cool like it is a very very powerful effect yeah it just hasn't found the right home yet so like i'm i'm routinely like kind of brainstorming yeah what to do with that i mean i i i th- I, I totally agree with you about Tremor Marquez. It's an incredibly powerful card that just, you know, like I run the only deck I run it in is Support Crusader, and I, you know, it's not at its best there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other cards. I'm, I'm, so I'm going through these now, just seeing like what is atrociously powerful and not played. I can imagine a world where Fallen Estuary Reaver sees a ton of play. It needs the right cards to work with it, but. Uh, you know, like, um, yeah. I mean, a... In, a, in a different world, like closed beta, for example, I may have ran Fireball and Felonesti Reaver. Yeah, a, that's a 12 magical lane clear. That also, like, pings the other side, and but, but, I mean, I, I'm not saying it was good, I'm just saying I did do it. <laughs> Dude, a lot of things were good in closed beta. I was ranked yeah. le- Legend Rank 1 consistently with. <laughs> trash can fires of decks in close yeah. beta <laughs> yeah one of the things one of the first things cvh told me the first time we were talking was that he uh when he started playing he just went and net decked and he's he like i saw you made a lot of decks so i net decked your decks and then i was like oh i gotta have these cards and then i played with him for a while and i'm like what the fuck is wrong with this dude <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry brother <laughs> that's um, that's really funny yeah what are some other really powerful effects? Uh, you know, so another good example of like uh, a deck that came out of nowhere is like when, um, well, I honestly, I think Studium Headmaster is just waiting to kind of be disruptive in some sort of way, right? Like if, if greed decks are all over the meta, right? How do you next level your opponent? Like you mill their deck. So uh, Matt Oblivium has apparently been playing a version of Control Sorcerer lately uh i've yeah. work's been crazy so i haven't been able to lurk in his uh broadcasts for a bit but the other yeah. night when i was streaming um i ran into it uh because and i only know that it was like a version of his deck because chat was telling me oh that's matt's deck but okay um the combo that he's been rocking in control sorcerer is waves of the fallen and reverberating strike oh that's you turn good. them all into zombies and then you nuke yeah. them and I like it for a couple of reasons. One, yeah. it'll clear anything. But two, yeah. in a in a world filled with the journey conscription combo, you're giving yeah. them subpar creatures, and they're all of the same type. So you're only going to get one of those back. Like, That's a really good idea. 
Yeah, I thought it was neat. Now I still beat that deck, but right, right, <laughs> right. But you know, uh, Waves yeah. of the Fawns are a good example of an incredibly powerful effect that doesn't see a lot of play. I mean, I have run into it a couple times. I don't think I've ever lost to it, but oh yeah, I Waves of the Fallen is definitely a card to keep your eye on. Ian Bit says, I know we don't like him, but that combo was a Kassadin thing. No, it's a Matt thing, and we will not ever publicly say anything otherwise. We will refuse yeah. to acknowledge or accept. I think Kassadin was just actually indicted by Robert Mueller, so we don't need to worry about him anymore. Yeah. So a long bit ago, so Kaniac said, when do you think we're going to get uh, the ability to buy uh, all premium packs? Um... I hope sooner rather than later. I actually really like that as an idea. Like jack up the price or maybe make it only be purchasable with money for yeah. like people like me. But like I would totally think that that would be like a cool and just neat. Like literally just like a basic yeah. pack or whatever. But just you guaranteed that it's all premiums. Like I, I think that's a kind of a cool idea. I would totally agree. I'm going through all the cards right now again, and I'm looking at favorites, right? Like Torval Crook, I don't think we've seen the ultimate Torval Crook deck yet. I think that's an incredibly powerful effect. I mean, like, I don't know if you guys have seen it. There was, on turn four, turn four or five, I hit 18 Magicka in one turn with a Torval Crook. Um, that's an incredibly powerful card that if you do, you can do really dumb shit with. I'm going to go ahead and vouch for my boy Angry Grawl, too. I still think Angry Grawl's a pretty yeah. reasonable card, too. I think that uh, any, you know, any effects that allow you to, or give you benefits for overextending or discarding cards from your hand, I think Angry Grawl could be a player in that. I think Angry Grawl is interesting because... Because it is a pretty like powerful card, but it like requires you to go so all in, and it's I just don't think it's resilient enough. Because like regenerate performs right. so poorly uh, yeah, in the current meta, you know what I mean? So yeah, you're right. if it had like ward instead of regenerate, then yeah. amazing. Because that's like more oh, survivable, right? Absolutely. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I that is another card that like I want to love often, but feels like a victim of um past iterations of how regenerate worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely uh what else i saw something fearless northlander fearless northlander is a card i tried to make work like a year and a half ago and i do think it's really 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 strong um but it's I don't know, like, it, that's a card that, like, the self-injure warrior thing could take advantage of and has taken advantage of. Uh, I like Fearless Northlander, but I it, I don't think the shell that it's any good in is good right now. But I can be mistaken. I mean, like, there's a lot of room for creativity here. I've always thought Riverhold Escort was kind of underrated. My boy DTB, Dragon Tamer Blade, says Mage's Guild Retreat is almost really good. And I agree. That is another card that I've routinely yeah. tried to make work, along with Spider Lair. I think I both agree. of them are almost good. What's crazy about Mage's Guild Retreat is that, like, 
it's as almost good on the ladder as it is in Creatureless Challenge, where you'd think it would be an all-star, but I've never yeah. really gotten a lot of success out of it. Yeah, it's it's so difficult, and like it's almost exacerbated by the presence of Namira Shrine now, right? Like when you compare what Namira Shrine yeah. does, that's um, true. That is. I, I don't know what they need to do to shake it up. Maybe they add like one or two more data to the pool that can be summoned for it. Maybe they reduce yeah. uh, the cost. Um, yeah. I'm not sure like how you make it just get a little bit over the hump, but I wonder if Mage's Guild of Treat at six would just be like the most irritating thing in the world to play against. Yeah. Or what if, what if, uh, part of me wishes that they had like just different retreats for the different Daedra and you had consistency. Like maybe yeah. the problem with Mage's Guild retreat, retreat in all honesty is just that like getting Flame Atronach sucks. Like yeah. if, if I was always going to get the 5-5 five five guard, for example, I, was I would feel say, much better about that card. Frost Retreat is a place I would hang out at. Yeah. Ian Bits suggests East Empire Crafter. Yeah, I, I agree with that. East Empire Crafter is on the cusp of being hideously powerful. And every time it has an opportunity to <laughs> it takes over the the uh, gauntlet. Yeah, it's a good thing we just got brand new shiny grizzly gourmets to eat Empire Crafters. That's true. We didn't even mention that, but that was a cool thing that they did with the alternate art. It's the I, first time that alternate art like that has been available like in any way like this. Well, to be fair, we've also not uh, had many months with the monthly rewards yet either. Like that's a that's relatively cool. recent development. It just doesn't feel that way because, you know, we've you have to go through like a whole month, right? So we've only collected like what three or four of them. But um, that's true. I wonder how much of that is based on our feedback. Not that I want to ring our own bell. But there yeah. was a time in yeah. October of last year when we okay. had Pete Hines on the podcast and you and oh, I sorry. both were like, hey, yeah. how come we didn't do any Halloween events? Hey, Holy shit, I hey, forgot about that. Hey, we would really like more alternate art cards. Yeah. And then what happens? We get a, you know, holiday-themed yeah. alternate art card as a monthly reward. Dude, that is a great point. Yeah. I'm taking credit for that now. I'm not I'm not saying it was us. I'm just saying no, it was, it was some feedback that we provided direct. Was, hey, uh Meromorphic talking about gourmet grizzly gourmet and calm. Uh, look, I think calm is uh one of the most overrated uh, I'm sorry, one of the most underrated cards in the game. 100%. I think calm is good. Uh, Kaniac wants to know if we've made a deck with Hara High Haraskar that has worked yet. Uh, I went six and three in one of the regular gauntlets with mono purple using High Hrothgar. Yeah, I have never even played High Hrothgar. Yeah. Because I just don't feel like there's enough to support the archetype yet. Like, I know that people have, and I know that you can get some cool highlights, but, um, yeah. like, let's be honest, it's, it just doesn't have enough. Yeah. No. Yeah, the problem with High Rothgar and Titus Mead is that they're unique. And I really, really, really wish those effects were not unique. Uh, Titus, I think, needs to be unique, if I'm being honest. I think that's a Titus. card that is, like, under... Titus is so good. Yeah, I think that, that card is uh, maybe undervalued. I'm not saying that it's good, but I'm saying I think it's undervalued. 
because he has such weak stats, but because it's end of turn, you're always getting at least something out of him, and if you don't have yeah. removal right away, uh, he starts protecting himself on the board, right? You draw something with guard, and then you play it, and it, you, you know what I mean? Like, he's... Yeah. There's been a few times where I've played against him, and he was highly annoying if you don't have something right away. Absolutely. Um, are there any other cards we think could have a good holiday-related alternate arts? That's a good question. Um, let's see here. What will be a good holiday? So what's what's coming up? And they have to be non-religious holidays, right? So like, what I want uh, alternate art. Uh, Jarl and High King Emmerich and some of the other royalty cards for President's Day. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Right? Like the leaders. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Do you, you have President's Day off. I do not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Other holidays non-religious holidays for... well I think like a Thanksgiving themed holiday or, I mean I know that's an American thing but it's not particularly religious although it's like low key kind of um, <laughs> historically <laughs> awful <laughs> uh, I could see something like that but you know so is Valentine's Day I guess so I'm gonna say memory wraith for Memorial Day ooh I like it I'm gonna say um Man, I don't know. Maybe like Firebolt for Fourth of July, something like fireworky. Oh, I'd like to see it. Yeah, a unique Firebolt for the Fourth of July would be interesting. I will say this: uh, a piece of feedback I'd like to say publicly here, but I was going to like deliver it the next time I remembered. Uh, yeah. A, something that I would really like to see. Uh, Gwent used to have these like piece these cards that were like three piece pieces of art right like just like in test legends and gwent you can include up to three copies of certain cards in your deck and they had yeah. certain ones that if you included uh like the three wild hunt riders for example there was like one where there was like one facing to the left one that was like head on and one that was to the right and so when they were all next <clears throat> to each other it created one like contiguous piece of art I cool. would like to see an alternate art version of some uh, creatures that are like that, right? Yeah. Because I was thinking to myself in my head, right? Um, yeah. We get these really cool things like alternate art piercing javelins and lightning bolts and whatever, but then yeah. you throw in the cool shiny alternate art ones and the old ones never get loved. So I was trying to think of ways that you could promote yeah. actually running like a different copy of like alternate art stuff in your deck and i think that like that would be really cool right so yeah um you know three different uh dagger fall mages or whatever right like all Absolutely. doing something cool um i think that I would like be it. neat i like it oh yeah kazoo crack hits it uh mechanical heart for valentine's day yeah that'd be cool next year black hand messenger should have been giving out valentine's uh, that would have been cool too. Yeah. Actually, we have, we have something we need to do with that stuff. <laughs> Dragon Tamer Blades suggests Falkreath Defiler for Day of the Dead. Um, I'm going to go with Night Talon Lord for Halloween. Yeah, I can see that. I like that. Hmm. Hmm. Even like an alternate art Winter's Grasp would be cool, you know? Or like uh, the Winter Solstice. Yeah, that could be cool. You know what we should be getting, like, we should have got today? 
In all Except. honesty, we all should have got alternate art Barbus to celebrate Chinese New Year, Year of the Dog. Oh, yeah. That's that's a really good idea. Is Legends available in China? I don't even think it is, but... I don't think I... This is one of the things... Somebody asked on, on Reddit recently about if they would be able to play in Mongolia. And uh, I checked, and I have viewers on my channel from Mongolia. So I was like, well, people are watching the YouTube videos, so I assume they're playing the game. You can't play uh, in Mongolia because they have that she wall. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, but but, uh, but I'm not sure that uh, um, I'm not sure I have any viewers from China. Let me check real quick. Do, 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 do. Germany, by the way, inching closer to ten percent of my viewership coming in second. Wow. All right. Yeah. Thirty-eight uh, percent U.S., nine point seven percent German. Yeah, I don't see China on here at all. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't understand what politics are like in China, so maybe they're just not allowed on YouTube in general. Which actually makes a lot of sense to me. Yep. Those are all... <laughs> that makes sense. And Jelly Bean. Yeah. I mean, I love going down to the end of the list, right? Like... In the last 28 days, I've had viewers in Armenia, Kenya, Nigeria, El Salvador, Montenegro, Dominican Republic, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Azerbaijan. Oh. Ooh, alternate art Hiss Grove for Earth Day. Oh, that's a really good idea. That is a really Still good idea. Still trying to think about holidays. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I got really excited. Or like even yeah. Treeminder would be cool, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I have viewers from the Sedan. That's insane. Oh, wait, here's China. Six minutes, in the last 28 days, six minutes viewed, two views. Average view duration, 3.14 minutes. Yeah, I can actually tell you exactly what happened there. Yeah, what's that? Um, somebody broke through the uh, Great Firewall of China, as it's called, to view one of your <laughs> videos. And then yeah. the, uh, the, the Chinese government showed up and arrested him for doing so like three minutes yeah. in but then one of the corrupt chinese guys that was like locking him up was like well i kind of want to see what he was watching so we watched for the other three minutes and went this guy's nuts <laughs> and then just turned it off that sounds fair dude like that's... that sounds fair <clears throat> i mean like the the youtube like uh analytics stuff is fascinating to me like I can just get lost in here looking at all this stuff it's pretty yeah, amazing it's weird it's almost like you could do it for a day job right I'm not nearly smart enough to know what to do with this information <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean like uh, I can tell you how I feel about it <laughs> but uh you know what's interesting though is um I, I don't remember where I was well over half of my viewers are using Adblocker. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not more. Yeah. I actually don't use Adblocker. I'm one of no, I mean, I'm one of the I'm one of the few. Me either, man. And I, I mean I'm not gonna say like I'm super principled about it, but like I feel like why? Well, you know I don't I don't know. I just feel like I, that five seconds if it helps somebody else. 
you know, in some ways, like totally uh, worth. I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm gonna be clear about something. I don't do this just because I'm a content creator either. Like I wasn't using ad blocker before. I don't use ad blocker because, um, while most commercials like don't really affect me at all, there have yeah. been times where I've seen yeah. something on a Google pre-roll or whatever and went like. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Absolutely. Right? And so for me, it's like, all right, for that, like, one in 20 chance, if I'm going to learn right. something cool, then there we go. I agree. <laughs> I have two people in chat saying Charmer is a communist. Uh, yeah. I am in the process of converting because somebody got me this great uh, communist manifesto for Christmas. Oh, yeah. I did buy I bought Charmer Communist Manifesto and I bought some so, graphic novels which are pretty anti capitalist as well. Yeah. The the graphic novels, uh Tokyo Ghost, if you're yeah. not familiar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um I I shared some out of context panels yeah. on Twitter. Uh, I'm actually really enjoying it as I read through. But Yeah, they're really interesting. Um, it's just got it's got some good writing. Here's here's an out of context one one liner. This is one bubble, but I it makes me laugh every time I read it. Right? Yeah. Um, if you love killing the homeless, come on down to Creepy Daniel's Hobo Hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's good shit. Transmetropolitan's great too, but I think we've talked about our love for that already. Didn't uh, we? Yeah, I think we... I, I talked about getting high with the guy who illustrated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I shared on Twitter. Here's uh See if we can get this, like, visible. It's going to be hard. So yeah, this yeah. panel right here, I don't know if you can see the text, but there's a guy, like, skateboarding toward Abraham Lincoln, uh, but he's on, like, a hoverboard, and he says, So fuck you, Abraham Lincoln. And Abraham Lincoln is saying in response, Four score and holy balls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good stuff though. Like comedy aside, it's actually a pretty uh, decent read. So this is all a consequence. I just want to remind everyone of Charmer giving me a fucking Bitcoin for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that I think we've talked about on stream before, but if you have not yet read it, I know Justin has, and he's also an Ellis uh, fan yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. Trees is very yeah. very good, and it's also illustrated by somebody that I know. Um, yeah. Jason Howard, who lives locally. Jason Howard is, uh, if you can see it, the person who did this Colossus piece of art for me back when I worked at the local comic and gaming shop. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It's good times, man. It's a beautiful world. Yeah, I nerd, about, I nerd out about games, but man, like I will nerd out about comics and movies and all sorts of stuff as evidenced by the time we talked to Frank Lepore for like an hour about Marvel That's true. That, is true. that is true. You know, something I want to ask Chad actually, who do you guys want to, for us to have as a guest that we haven't had before? Or is there a guest that we have had that you guys really enjoyed and you want back? I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Yeah, we are still talking to some more people. We had yeah. one almost lined up for today. Actually, we had two almost lined up for today. We had two almost lined up for today? Oh, yeah. 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 Maricon? We get ignored every time we ask Maricon. Yeah, Maricon will probably never be on the podcast because uh, of me, unfortunately. I've driven Maricon away. It's almost a running think... joke at this point. Yeah. I don't know if he's even allowed to do press for the game. 
he, I mean, I know that he can in some points because he was a uh, caster for one of the tournaments. All right, so it's just us. <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally just us. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what we did to, to America nickname. I, I went out for Mexican food with the guy. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> Justin's like actually had lunch with him, but like it um, went well. <laughs> he let, just doesn't. I'm talk to I'm, us when we ask I'm convinced show. it's me because yeah. like he'll talk to Justin, but me. <laughs> Uh, anytime that I'm like, hey, Maricon, you want to be on the podcast? He stops talking. Uh, anytime <laughs> I'm like, hey, Maricon, when are you going to hire me for, uh, you know, a designer job? He stops talking. Um, yeah. I applied to a data analytics position at Direwolf like a year and a half ago or something like that. Uh, <laughs> I never heard any response whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I assume it's just me. So. <laughs> Good times, man. Good times. Uh, somebody says lazy gamer. We've actually talked about that. Yeah, I actually think it might be pretty interesting. Yeah, we, I, mean, I know some people are saying it as a joke, but uh, yeah, Justin and I have have both acknowledged that all of our personal interactions with him have, um, yeah, you know, have gone well, been fine. So seems uh, like an we, we we have actually talked about that, but yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Oh, Furo is a good idea. I yeah. like Furo. And Fur we talk semi-often. Semi yeah, the hardest thing with him is the same problem we had with Jelly, which is uh, the time zone issue. But, yes, I right. like Furo. I'd like to have Furo on. Um, yeah. So, let's, to recap, for people who maybe not tuned into every episode, we've had Frank Lepore, Pete Hines, Ray Ray Twice, uh, Jelly, Ian Bits. CVH. Is that it? Yes, I believe that's it thus far. Okay. And we have uh, uh, our own personal list that uh, we keep on the side that we're always trying to talk about. And then we've had some people reach out. Like, I have no problems with saying that uh, the owner of the High King Emmerich, the High yeah. King Emmerich, uh, YouTube yeah. channel has uh, reached out, and that sounds like it might be a blast. Yeah, I um, want I want him to be to be a guest on the show. Yeah, so I've been a fan of his work from day one, and actually, like he was really nice and supportive back when I was starting off, and he yeah. made the frames that I use on my channel. No, he's he's a quality dude, so I like I look forward to that. Yeah. Oh, Malibu Barbers brings up Beaky. We actually have talked to Beaky a little bit. He is interested in appearing at some point. Yeah, we have reached out to him. Um, Matt is a good choice, but again, the biggest problem with Matt is the time zone issue, but uh, Matt right. would be great. LSV would be an, a fantastic guest. I would like to do that. Maybe? I don't know. I might be too intimidated to talk to him. Dude, when I met him, like, I I, sh I, I stuck out my hand and I was like, I'm a huge fan. Like, that's all I could get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about Finkel? I don't know that he plays this game. Uh, John Finkel? Finkel is Einhorn, I thought. Einhorn is Finkel? <laughs> <laughs> that took me a minute. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I can't argue with that. Yeah. You should have Justin Larson on? Nah, dude, that guy brings the show down, especially in the second half. Although this time, it's, I've gone the other direction. I started to warm up as the show goes on because I needed this in my life today. We're probably actually not going to ever have Justin Larson on, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but um, he, him and I don't get along. Oh, like, no, we don't talk about it in public, but right. um, 
he yeah. he thinks like that I am a self entitled uh, douche, and I oh, think that I am a self entitled nihilist douche, and we cannot uh... come to an agreement, and thus uh, we we don't talk, we just send hate mail to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when mom and dad fight. <laughs> yeah, I think that Sodi Mag would be a great guess. I agree. Um, so we got a couple people asking for Beaky. Somebody mentions Bradford Lee. I don't think Bradford's played this game in a long time. I think he just lurks in the Reddit so he can talk shit randomly. Um, I, I will admit, uh, though, that every interaction I ever had with Brad went well for me. Like, I thought Brad was nice. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. I was like, that wasn't. I really <laughs> let me let me premise like that was that was me going yeah to something in my head and not at all to do with Bradford Lee. I've only ever had great interactions personally with Bradford Lee as well, and I uh, yeah. I don't want that. That was not it. In my head, I was going, who are other people that I'd like to have on? And then yeah. in my head, I was like, well, the Adventures of Dust would be cool. You can call me out. Would be cool. Um, and then, like, I was going through the list, and I was like, yeah, and it just came out verbally at the wrong time. Um, yeah. How about some of those non-Elder Scrolls Legends casters? <clears throat> River Yowie. Hmm. Spanish drop guy. I mean, we might be able to make that work. I speak a little Spanish. Hola. <laughs> Can we buy Yowza uh, a mic first? Maybe. I I just need a new setup, period. But we can, Dude, get, I'm using we can get him this, one, too. I'm using the same headphones and microphone I bought at Target for 20 bucks a year, almost like over a year and a half ago now. Yeah. I did upgrade my webcam. That was one of my goals, like the posted goals on the Patreon. And I followed through on that. <clears throat> Yakiniku Party says, by the way, Justin, I might have something for you come April 1st. I would love a good April 1st deck. I already have my meme video planned for April 1st. It's not funny, and it's going to be about 30 seconds long. But I could use an actual video. Como se dice rebroadcast. Uh, es falso. <laughs> Rancid. <laughs> I'll say this about Dust. Playing Fortnite with him was a revelation. <laughs> oh yeah? What was that like? Oh, I mean... I enjoy Fortnite and it's already a lot of fun, but then I was playing it with uh, Ian and Griffin Grasp and Dust one night and um, like all of all of us died except for Dust and he was like trying to avenge us and he starts like getting into this part where he's like building a stairway to heaven basically and as nice. he's going he runs too fast before he finishes like building a set of stairs and just falls to his death. Like That's all. he survived the big team fight to win and then just dies to him falling. And it was, it was incredibly funny. Oh yeah. 
Dude, uh, so I, the very first time I streamed, I don't know if you guys remember this, like, before I got my internet upgraded, I, um, I, I cat sat for this friend of mine, friend of Sander, my, Sanders and mine, that uh, went to Germany for a couple weeks, we watched his cats, and uh, as payment, he bought Sander a nice meal, he bought us a nice meal, but he let us stream at his house for a few hours, and that was the first time I ever streamed, and, because um, he had better internet than I did. Uh, I was playing, Sandra and I were playing uh, <clears throat> Super Smash Brothers with him. That's the, like the Street Fighter kind of like yeah. four player game, right? Yeah. On his Wii or whatever. And um, I, I have no idea how to play these games. I didn't have a console or anything growing up. And I got, I was playing Yoshi because I recognized the character. And I got these wings. And like, I I was like, oh, I, I've been chosen. I've been called by God. I'm. I, <laughs> God is taking back his favorite angel. So I just flew off the screen and I just killed myself. And that was the last time that, that this guy's name is Richard, that Richard ever let me play those fucking games with him. That is funny. Yeah. So, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but I believe it's pronounced Chungito. Uh, in chat asks, what about Mega Magwai? He seemed to enjoy Legends while Gwent was unbearable. Um, I actually like Mog. Um, I didn't realize he was playing Legends during his break, but speaking to that, I also uh, interact with, on a semi-regular basis, Merchant, who, if you're not familiar, oh, yeah. uh, he's big in the Gwent community, but he started playing Legends. Yeah. Like, he was playing in closed beta, and he made some content for this a long time ago, and yeah. I know that he still plays at least casually from time to time, so, like, Merchant could be... That'd be a cool uh, guest. You know, a fun guest as well, so... Yeah. That would be a good guest. He seems like a cool dude, too. Yeah, he's a really cool dude. Shockingly, quite a bit younger than us, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, you notice, like, he shaved recently. You notice yeah. when he doesn't have the beard exactly how young he is. Yeah, I was really surprised. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's safe to say that, like, our list isn't exactly short. Like, we got a lot of people right. we'd still like to have on. Right. Um, and since Maricon's never going to do the show, we'll probably always have a spot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do that uh, that thing we were talking about doing before we got distracted by something recently. A couple which, weeks ago. Which one? I've talked about a lot of things. That thing where we uh, send uh, something... Oh, that thing. Okay, not the thing where we go back through all of our old videos to capture Maricon's voice and then create a soundboard to make it sound like we interview him. But that's the really but thing. the other thing that we talked about. That's this yeah, the thing where I had to call Costco and ask about something. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. We should do that <laughs> soon. Absolutely. Oh, thanks, Buckeye uh, Zara. That's really cool to hear. I try to keep it fun. Once I stopped trying hard and I started trying to have fun, I, I really <laughs> got to hang out to do this. LMAO. I've seen him playing a lot lately. I don't know anything about him. Seems like a bro. Wayne McPain, that's awesome to hear, dude. He's an Ella bro. <laughs> don't have ad blocker? That's cool. You guys can turn on Adblocker if you want to. I mean, like it's always heartwarming when I see like, "Hey, this person got me into the game. This person's 
you know yeah like i always love seeing that stuff mostly because someday somebody will say that about me i almost quit this game because i hate you i know <laughs> and i know that i know that there was a period where you almost quit this game because of like things that i helped proliferate on the ladder that is true, that is true. <laughs> you also tried to convince me to play gwent like a year ago i find i i got my gwent closed beta key from uh tvp who was on the original team prophecy with me yeah but uh you were you were up there with him telling me all the time about how i needed to try gwent yeah gwent gwent is fun i just can't play it for long periods look i i logged in a couple maybe a week or two ago uh, for the first time in like six months I got I played a game with the same dwarf deck that I had from forever ago and a lot of the cards didn't work the same way but I still won the one game and I was like alright I've done my part for this last six months I'm done for yeah. for a while if I had the skill I'd go through your videos and compile a Larson laugh compilation but I have no idea how to do that <laughs> that's good time <laughs> thanks man I do like to laugh Gwent is bad and they should feel bad. Look, Gwent should feel good because it's not as bad as Hand of the Gods. Oh my god, I just realized exactly what I'm going to do for my side project. Oh yeah? Yeah. So like, I I have this coworker who loves to Photoshop things. Uh, well, previous yeah. coworker. And one time we went to this work convention and he, without me knowing at the time, took a bunch of photos of me when I was like frowning or like doing things like he would just catch me at just the right moment to make it look like I was utterly miserable and then he took those photos and photoshopped me into like places that would make the face like match or whatever so like, it'd be like me frowning and like in prison or like there was one time where he caught me and I was like sitting down and I must have been like lost in thought or something but I had like this scowl on my face and so he, <laughs> so he took that and photoshopped it as if I was, like, uh, sitting across from Chris Hansen on To Catch a Predator, right? Like, fun stuff like that. And it nice. occurs to me that um, as joyful as you are, that I could maybe do the same thing if we were oh, to yeah. ever spend time near each other in the near future. That would be pretty cool if that were to happen for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm working on a piece of art real quick for you. Oh, I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yes, Soldieron. I'm aware that I have a gallow sense of humor. That's not the first time that you've called me out tonight for saying something, but... I I can't help it. I, I cope with uh, the absurdity of life by just kind of chuckling at how absurd it is and that's as juvenile as that may be that's just the way it's going to be until i die there we go i use some of my impressive art skills to uh do a little uh little photoshop business of my own <laughs> you even have photoshop no. Do you, wait, wait, wait. Do you even have GIMP, which is like the open source version of Photoshop? No. Everything I make, I do in Paint. MS Paint. Yeah. Yes. But I knew it. All of the uh, <laughs> all the thumbnails Sandra makes, she makes with something called PixArt. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. 
No, yeah, it's all paint, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. It, is that from a Ziggy comic? That is a Ziggy comic. I I know. <laughs> I I was it was it was mostly a joke because like my the picture of my face is so big on that body it's like just Ziggy's legs underneath I was just poking it's fun perfectly fucking proportional bro <laughs> yeah absolutely now paint's legit man I mean paint's, paint's alright all... but like once I figured out and like how to use GIMP like I have Photoshop too because I get it at a discount for being a professor and I also use my oh, yeah like subscription for the editing software i do but um for a long time i just only used gimp and i was entirely fine with it like it's a great piece of open source software so that's fair ah good times i'm gonna go see black panther tomorrow i'm hoping i get to go see it you hear that tyler yeah fucking tyler Fucking Tyler. <laughs> oh, and I just got... Damn it, Tyler, you just got my video demonetized. Fucking Tyler. Really? Oh, dude, speaking of demonetized videos, so that that four and a half minute long ad video that I, I made, it was instantly demonetized when I uploaded it. I applied for, you know, I requested a review and it was remonetized about five minutes later. And then after about a thousand views, it was demonetized again. I requested another review just because, like, I, I found this really entertaining and I didn't expect the video to be monetized in the first place. Yeah. I requested another review and it got re-monetized again today. I wonder if it got re-demonetized because somebody reported it, right? 100%. Like, 100%. I speak in Russian and make fun of Fox News in that video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, if it seems like that podcast cut off at a weird spot... It's because it did. I had another computer blue screen on me, so the podcast cut off a little bit earlier than normal. So uh, this is me apologizing and clarifying why it sounds like it just kind of cuts off in the middle of a conversation. Uh, This month has been kind of plagued with technical issues, and for that I really apologize. My computer is old. It's like seven years old, and though I've replaced parts and upgraded and done those things, we're at the part where it's just kind of on its last leg. So... Uh, I'm trying to save some money and put it aside so that we can upgrade the rig here in the near future and hopefully get rid of this. So thank you for sticking with me. Uh, Thank you for watching slash listening to uh, this video or this podcast, depending on how you're consuming it and making it this far to hear the apology. So uh, yeah, as always, uh, I love you. Justin loves you. And until next time, may you guys all walk on warm sands or as Justin says, uh, we'll see on the ladder.